Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Real Window, rewatching random movies from our childhood. I'm Lisa. I am Pauline. Yay! And we are back again for yay! another trivia set. I love, I can't help it. The yay's come. Oh, my uh, gosh. Except it, everyone. It's whatever episode we're on now, you probably are accustomed to them, I would hope. All right. So it's another trivia set for anyone, of course, who has not listened to trivia set before. If it's been a while, this is our game episode where we reveal the mystery movie one of us has chosen and the other one knows nothing about. And through a series of random trivia questions about the film, Hopefully the other person guesses it by the end of the episode. All right, so it is my turn. I have chosen the film. Pauline is ignorant of it. <laughs> and so she has to <laughs> she has to answer my questions. And I this one I am very curious because I'm curious when you're gonna figure out what it is. So oh, this this could be very interesting. Yes. Because mm-hmm. hmm. I, I genuinely don't know my memory for it is excellent. I don't know if you're shocked. So this is going to be what else everyone there? be shocked, shocked. I expect to hear gasps, um, but I'm not as confident on where your memory is on this one. So this is going to be a lot of fun. Okay. okay. All right. You ready? So ready. Okay. Here we go. So this 1982 film, I'm going to give it a year straight out, had an estimated budget of $3.5 million. Okay. Mm-hmm. How much did it gross? Two point seven million, four point nine million, five point six million, or six point four million dollars. Ooh, this is not good. <laughs> None of no, these are good options. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. I'm gonna say mm-hmm. two point seven. No, uh, it wasn't quite that bad. It was six point four, so it did make back its budget. <laughs> Wow. But it was, I know, wow. be impressed, be impressed. Yeah, it's it's a moment of awe. Uh, but it, yeah, clearly not a big film. Yes, How, I think however, that's an yeah, understatement. Yeah, that's, that's an understatement. However, does this movie have like a cult following? It does. So Got it. a lot of people do know this one. It has sort of become this underground cult classic. And it did, it got mixed reviews when it came out, Um but overall, like it currently has like a 77% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. It has like a seven point something on okay. IMDb. Decent. So it, it's still considered, I think because of that cult status, it is considered a decent film. Decent film. Okay. Exactly. Guys, we're so watching it, a decent film this week. <laughs> Isn't that what everyone wants? Oh okay. my God. Is it good? I really it's wanted decent. decent. You know, great. <laughs> I didn't want anything that was amazing. Or like shocking, or like oh, you got us. It's like it's yeah, yeah. Decent. This is going to be one of those ones where you have lukewarm reactions, and <laughs> doesn't that what everyone wants? That's how I live my life. <laughs> lukewarm, yeah, lukewarm, just middle just of the road, right? The board, great. Yeah. Okay, yeah. This is I'm gonna how put, we're going to go. I'm going to put middle of the road film. <laughs> got it. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, everyone, note this down. Lukewarm. Okay, so. I like that. <laughs> So despite being such a small little film that didn't make a lot of money, it was nominated nominated Ooh. for a Saturn Award for Best Animated Film. Okay, so, animated. Yeah, animated. there we go. Another clue. So it is from the, you know, if anyone doesn't know Saturn Awards, they're from the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films. So unfortunately, it did not win the Saturn mm. Award for Best Animated Film. Which of the following other nominations won? Okay. Was it Tron? The Secret of Nim. Oh, God. 
Mm-hmm. Time Masters or Space Firebird? I want it to be <laughs> Space Firebird, whatever that is. Whatever that movie is, please let it be that. But I don't think it will be. Um, Space Why? Firebird. That's like the most badass like name totally would would you tell you nothing to learn... tells you nothing about the movie like it's like is totally. it in space it's, is, is it, it about space? firebirds is it about a is car? it like fantasy like what's happening um and it is, would space. it surprise you to learn that it's a japanese film from ah, that title got it got it yes okay i'm gonna go with the one that i would want it to be based on my love for these movies uh secret of nim Correct. Secret nice. of Nim did win. That's, I was very happy to see that. I was kind of worried when I looked up the category. I'm like, will we recognize them? Right. <laughs> I saw it and I'm like, two of them. Plus if, the you, one that I if you had started with uh, Space Firebird, it would have been like, fuck. I don't know. <laughs> that would have been a just, I pick it at random. I'm like, uh, that one. Okay, totally, Secret totally. of Nim beat so it the, out. So for same year that Secret of Nim came out, best animated film. Yeah. Got it. Okay. okay. So this film is a production that was co-produced by Rankin and Bass. Ah. Mm-hmm. Which of the following is not a Rankin and Bass production? Okay. Okay. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer from 1964. Classic. Mm-hmm. Here comes Peter Cottontail from 1971. Oh, God. Great. <laughs> For anyone who does not know what Here Comes Peter Cottontail is, it is the best Easter movie you could ever hope for. Ever hope for. I mean, there's so many to choose from right. when it comes to Easter right. films. Well, there is the whole story of Jesus. So it's you true. Can and go that's where most of them one? go. Go or you can, that vein. Or you can totally watch a Peter Cottontail hop down the bunny trail and it's awesome hippity hopping okay okay <laughs> okay go on Lisa. the song is now in my head yeah. um the hobbit from 1977 oh yeah or the lion the witch in the wardrobe from 1979 mm. okay oh so which of these was not was not a rankin and bass production oh interesting okay mm. um i'm gonna say hmm I, I'm going to say Rudolph. Uh, actually, no. Rudolph is probably their most famous production. Oh. Uh, so Rankin and Bass are responsible for that stop motion animation that kind of gets mocked in Elf, right? Like in Elf, yeah. when it opens, you've got yeah, like the snowman and stuff. Of course. Very classic. So they're the ones who did that and kind of were famous for those TV specials that were like, um, often Christmas themed or like Easter or whatever. Yeah. They had like the Santa Claus is coming to town one and all those other ones. And but at the same time, and most people know them for the stop motion animation. However, they did do traditional animation as well. And that would be something like The Hobbit. So The Hobbit was, was theirs. It actually is The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Oh, see, and it's funny because I was like, out of all of these, I feel like Rudolph is the one that's the most, like, different in mm. style. So that was why I went that route. Okay. And I, and I could have filled it with a whole bunch of stop motion animation films. And I'm right. like, no, I need, to, I need to be clever with this. So I looked at their traditional animated films and, and, and went from it there, worked. too. It worked. Thank you. Good Thank job. You. I'm so, so happy. So they did do Peter Cottontail. They did do Peter Cottontail. <laughs> so yeah, they, they did that one. Amazing. Okay. We, we did see that as kids, everyone. Maybe it'll come up on the show. Not in a rush for it, but it's delightful. And Vincent Price is in it. So 
know, Joy. Vincent Price is in it. God. Yeah, he's the he villain, of is course. such a good bad guy. He's Guys. so good. Well, all right. So this film, despite being so unknown, actually has a surprisingly good cast for voices. Okay. So which Lord of the Rings actor voices a character in this film? It's got to be Ian McKellen or Christopher Guest. But go on with the options, please. <laughs> And I'm like, it's not Orlando Ian, Bloom. It's not Orlando. Like, very true. Way to, way to knock him out of I'm the like, running. Okay, so it's not Especially him. from 1982. Could you exactly. imagine? Little like child. It's, <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm like, okay, it's not Legolas. It's not Frodo. Okay, go on. Yeah. So Ian McKellen, yeah. Christopher Lee, not Christopher Guest. Ah, oh, thank you. Yes. Uh, Sean Bean. <gasps> Scandal, Polly. God. I know. How could you? Okay. Pay attention. Oh, Sean Bean. God. Yeah, or Ian Holm. Oh, it could be in home too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know why I'm taking so long. I don't know. <laughs> like I, it's not even like I can narrow it down. I'm just gonna go. Let's go with Christopher Lee. Yeah, absolutely right. Good uh, job. Good job. He's great. Okay, he is. He is fabulous, and he actually provided the voice for the same character in the German version of this film. Because of course he speaks German. Well, because he was a spy. He was. He is crazy scary. Really look up his biography. It is intense. He is a fascinating man. Fascinating man. He is the one who told Peter Jackson what a stab in the back sounds like. Yes. And then was explaining to him how he was going to do it. And it's crazy. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. It's fascinating. Because he knows so from his own experience from the war. And it's, Peter Jackson was like, okay. Well, He's like, thank you. you. Way to be ahead with that. authentic. Yeah. That's great. He's like, yeah. you know, take, you're sucking the air out. Okay, anyway, okay. <laughs> I know, Side we note. could go on forever about him because he's Fascinating fabulous. man. But you guys, you guys should look him up. So, of course, he plays the villain in this movie. Okay. Um, who of the following was also considered for the villainous role before it went to Christopher Lee? So one of these gentlemen was also considered. Vincent Price. <laughs> no, sadly, no. I guess he was busy. Um, James Earl Jones. Oh, God. Great voice. Okay. Oh, I know, right? John Malkovich. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Alfred Molina. Oh, Yeah. Or Gary Oldman? I feel like not Gary Oldman. Mm. I feel like not... I don't think you would throw Alfred Molina in there as an option. I'm going to say... I'm going to say Alfred Molina. Alfred Molina was considered. Um, actually, it was James Earl Jones. Ooh. Okay. So he you was considered. Thought of, you thought I of thought giving of me Alfred, Alfred Molina? Molina? Yes, I did. Because I know. I'm For anyone who doesn't feeling. know who he is, he's in Raiders <laughs> of the Lost Ark. And he's Doc Ock. In, yes, he is. In one of the worst Spider-Man franchises. Anyway, go on. Um, oh, excellent. Okay. So, yeah. So he. Okay. So, James so, Earl Jones was considered. Was considered. And apparently Gosh. quite close before it went to Christopher Lee. Um, and, and Chris Hurley, of course, is amazing. So another actor who is in this film is Alan Arkin. Oh, I love Alan Arkin. I know. And he does a fabulous job. He actually plays one of the main characters in this animated film. Uh, before he was cast, though, who of the following was not considered for the same role? 
Okay, who was so not considered. Not considered. Okay. So everyone else was. Was it Dustin Hoffman? Harrison Ford? Uh-huh. Mark. Standard. Yeah, Come standard. up in every one of our <laughs> options. Yeah, Go yeah. On. These are all the names that I guess everyone considers ever at this time. Yeah. It's like, boy, I guess everyone was considered for the same role. Like, is the same actors? Like, it's like for every role. For every... I think we got to step out of the 80s for a while. Yeah. It's like, so, the next one you're going to throw me is Kurt Russell. Actually, yes. Okay. So, um, so Dustin Hoffman, Harrison Ford, Kurt Russell, or Mark Hamill? Hilarious. Okay, yeah. so one of them is not considered? Was not considered for the main role that ended up going to Alan Arkin. Correct. Okay. I want to say, I'm going to say Mark Hamill just because I think he's too young. Uh, no, actually, he was considered. I'm sure he would have been amazing because he's a great voice actor. But no, it was Kurt Russell, our dear buddy Kurt oh, Russell. Oh, hilarious. I had to throw him in. But I was looking at the three days and I'm like, Guess we're tossing in Kurt. Guess Kurt's going in. Kurt uh, is a very well-rounded actor. He it's can play true. all sorts of different he roles. He can. And apparently you can never play know. this. Well, okay. what's funny, though, is while he wasn't considered for this character, he was considered for another character in this film that ended up going to Jeff Bridges. So this Ooh. film this film has Jeff Bridges, Alan Arkin, and Christopher Lee in it for a small little animated nothing film. All right, the final voice actor. There, there are a couple female characters in this movie, but one in particular. Okay. There is voiced by an actress who we first met as children in Disney films. Okay. Who is this actress? Is it Julie Andrews? Oh, is God. it Angela Lansbury? Oh. Haley Mills? Or Jodie Foster? I feel like Angela Lansbury. Correct. And she plays one of my favorite characters and she's awesome. Oh, <laughs> I don't know what this movie is, but I, as soon as you said it was Angela, I was like, it's Angela Lansbury for sure. And yeah. I, I have a very vague, <laughs> very vague image in my head of, yes. of this. Okay. I don't, but I don't, I have no idea what movie this is. This but. is so good. Okay. All right, good. So you're starting, your, your brain is little by little trying to fill it in. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's very vague. Very vague. So, so this okay. film, for those who do know it, has a very distinctive soundtrack. Of course, because it's one of my picks. Therefore, yep, it'll have a very distinctive right? soundtrack. And a band, along with the London Symphony Orchestra, provided a number of songs for this film. Which band was it? The Birds. The Beach Boys, America, or Journey? Oh, man. All of them very different sounds. <laughs> totally. Very different say, sounds. I'm going to say America. You're absolutely right. Not it that is that America. helps me at Not that all. it helps you. I have a feeling some of our <sighs> listeners have clued in. If anyone who is like a big fan, I have a feeling some of them are going to figure this out, especially because we have a couple listeners in Germany and this film soundtrack became one of the best-selling albums in Germany in 1983. Apparently, they love it there. Um, are there song titles that you can say that's going to help me along this journey? I promise to give you a couple if needed. Okay. 
I'll even go with the most obvious one if necessary. Okay. <laughs> we'll go. Okay. I'll, what I'll do is if I'm worried, I'm genuinely worried yeah. that I won't get it. This is going to be our first movie this, if this I don't get one, it. And I'm not sure. So this is why it's going to be. But I promise if it seems that mm. way, what I'll okay. do is I'll start listing the names of the songs and you tell me what movie you think it is as we go through them. Does that make okay. sense? Okay. Sounds, sounds good. Okay. 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 So here we go. Okay. So. This film is considered one of the darkest and most violent animated movies of the 70s and 80s. According to IMDb, which of the following is not one of the others? And none of them are Disney. Okay. Okay, so this is from everything else to Disney. Yeah, Black Cauldron, no. Um, Though I would personally toss that in. Okay, The Secret of Nim, Mm -hmm. Watership Down, don't know what that is good go on the plague dogs that sounds dark okay mm-hmm. or the lord of the rings the 1978 version i feel like that's pretty dark uh let's go with secret of nim no actually lord of the rings secret of oh. nim is considered very dark for a lot it of it's very people. dark okay. i would still think lord of the rings is pretty dark but watership down has a reputation for being utterly scarring for children as Good. does the plague dogs. I've seen the, clips the name, of both. <laughs> the names alone, I feel, indicate totally, that. Totally. Watership Down is based off of, for some reason, it's considered a children's book. I don't know if it should be, but it's a British children's classic. And it got animated. And there were a lot of scenes of intense violence. It's about rabbits and a warren. And you wouldn't have thought that it would be as insane as it is. But it is. And actually, Netflix redid it recently. Um, a couple years back, you could watch it if you wanted to. There's a, oh. a new with a very good cast, and it's not meant for children. You should be watching it as an adult. Just saying that outright. Or older kids. Okay. So now you know it's a dark film as well. Right. All right. So I'm going to give you my final question because there was only so okay. many facts on this. And if you don't get it from the final question, I will start listing and if worse comes to worse, singing <laughs> songs from this movie. Okay. Okay. Amazing. Okay. Amazing. Okay, everyone. Okay, so this film, actually, no, actually, no, I could do, I could do two more. Okay, let's let's see how we do. Okay, so this film mm-hmm. is very strange and has I, which I of the following? Knew that. Oh, yeah. So which of the following characters aren't in this movie? Okay. Okay. Whether they're small little bit parts or not, which of the following is not in this film? A drunken skeleton. A peg-legged pirate cat. A lovesick tree. I know it. Do I yep. know it? I think you, I know what movie you know it? Okay, go on. Continue with the a question. A three-breasted harpy. Yeah. A flaming bull. Okay. Or a grim reaper who tells you your fortunes. Okay. okay. Um, <laughs> which of these is not in this movie? Which is not. There's God. only one. Okay. All the others are in this freaking film. Which one? Uh, the good old three-breasted harpy. Um, I'm gonna say, <laughs> is there a Grim Reaper? All, all, is there a Grim Reaper in this? I'll say no. Correct. There is no Grim Reaper. There is a drunken oh. skeleton, but there's no yes. Grim Reaper. You said the drunken skeleton, and I was like, this is something. And then <laughs> you said the next one, and I was like, something about a pirate, and I was like, what is this movie? A God, pirate cat like that. Pirate cat. That was what it was. He's got a weird eye. Yes, he's I got think. an eye patch. Yes. On. Yes. Okay, guys, we are watching the last unicorn. We sure are. 
We are watching. Uh, I would argue <laughs> one of the most depressing uh, <laughs> movies from my childhood. That's interesting. I didn't realize you considered it one of the most depressing because we've got a high bar uh, for depressing. It made me so sad. Oh, I, no. I was so sad watching this movie all the time. Oh, and you man. loved it. I and loved I was like, pieces. no, please don't make me watch this sad one about the unicorn. I had no idea uh, you thought it was that sad. I feel bad now for picking it. Hopefully you, yeah, you don't have that same reaction. What's funny is so this movie got a G rating. Despite That's the insane. fact that it has, as we mentioned, a three-breasted harpy, it's partial female nudity, uh, swearing, and even some substance abuse, as well as the violence. So, Well, there is a drunken skeleton. There is a drunken skeleton. There's some pipe smoking, you know, that's how this is going to go. They say that's... damn several times in the film. Interesting. Uh, and, and it got a G and rating. And it got a G rating. Later. Oh, the 80s. Oh, the 80s. Well, apparently it got a G rating. And then later, two years later, those parts, um, the the three-breasted harpy element. I don't know how much was removed, but part of that was removed, and so were the curse words for the G release. However, you could get the full version for the PG-13 release. <laughs> PG-13 seems more appropriate, for sure. Is, well, and as someone who... So it's based... For anyone who doesn't know what the three... What the last unicorn is, um, I'm not surprised. However, I'm sure there are a bunch of you who have, who saw it as kids, who might even still know it, but probably just have a vague memory of it. However, um... It is based off a book. It's actually one of my favorite books. When I read it, I thought it was superb. But it's not a children's book. It's an adult fantasy book. And that shows in the cartoon. The cartoon uh, yes, it does. is definitely not for children. And yet, oh, man, everyone I, saw it as kids. I don't know mm. if any of my takeaways from childhood will be accurate <laughs> for this movie. And like, I, I don't think mine will be either to be honest interesting like this uh, is gonna be very interesting to watch because i have watched it since i was a kid i've watched it a couple of times however i'm very aware i'm sure when rewatching it i will remember the misunderstandings I had as a kid right totally. and it's gonna be so oh, interesting yeah it's very oh my god i'm i'm interested to see how this is I, it's very vague in my head i only like pieces are kind of coming to me right now so it'll be very interesting because i'm like if if they all arrive or if it just is like as if i'm watching a new movie again like flight <laughs> totally. of the navigator yeah like fair i'm gonna remember it very clearly but i am curious i'm yeah, so so curious it. i love this movie i loved it to pieces i'm so so curious what you oh, are going to have as a reaction. This is going to be a good one. I'm I think excited so. for, I think for so. how this is, for this lukewarm middle of the road <laughs> uh, cult classic from 1982. Yeah. Good pick. Yeah, good thank pick. you. Thank you. I think so. I think so. It's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be very interesting. It's going to be something. It's going to be something. Oh my God. Yes. And guys, um, so regretfully it's not on a streaming service. So you will have to go through iTunes or through video on demand or through your local library to get this film. Uh, surprise. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, however, yeah, you guys can get it, uh, can get it that way. It's going to be interesting. Sweet. Okay, good. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, and my quote for this one, because Pauline, you probably don't remember any of this. No, <laughs> I even thought to myself when I had asked you to, uh, about the songs, I'm in my head. I was like, 
after I knew the movie, I was like, I don't even know if that would have helped me. Would have, I would have been like, it would have because uh, eventually I would have named the theme song, the, which is called The Last Unicorn. <laughs> right. All right. We would have gotten there eventually. God, I'm glad it did had, not come to that. I would have had to say that name. Okay, Lisa, what's your, what's the quote? Uh, so my quote for it, because I love, so the, the character that Ellen Arkin plays is a magician who's not a very good magician. His, his name is Schmendrick. And I love so many of his lines. And one of my, one of my favorite ones is, uh, there are no happy endings because nothing ends. And that is one that he says. And I, I love that one. Oh, I love it to pieces. That's a good, and that's very indicative of the ending of totally the Totally very everyone. indicative of actually pretty much the whole film there's a lot of these sort of chestnuts and oddities and just understanding that this is going to be a strange movie when you go in um but yeah so i'm excited pauline's excited i am excited (laughs) i'm excited because this is this is gonna be i think this is the first one that we've done where i didn't like it as a kid Mm. And, and I yet, have never rewatched it. And yet it. you had to watch it a lot because it was one of those ones that yeah. Lisa was like, I want to watch Last Unicorn. And you were like, Fine. Yeah, and you're my playmate. <laughs> and I'm like, God, I don't have an option here. <laughs> We've already rewatched The Rocketeer eight times. We can't watch it again. <laughs> Lisa gets a turn and Lisa has chosen the yeah, last unicorn. Lisa's chosen. Oh, I'm man. like, You sure you don't want to watch it? <laughs> <laughs> or, Oh, Heavenly Dog, Lisa? Huh? <laughs> and I went, No. Uh, Uh, thanks so much for listening guys so that's going to be our episode the last unicorn we're going to be watching it for tuesday uh if you are listening to this podcast and you want to give us a shout out we'd super appreciate it you can give us a like a subscribe uh you can go to apple Podcasts, spotify we're on a whole bunch of platforms we also would love it if you would visit us at instagram and twitter for real at real window uh you can also send us an email to uh real.window at gmail.com uh, the more you like and subscribe the more we're going to get other people who are going to find this podcast who love it as much as you do we hope uh, thanks so much guys this has been Real Window rewatching random movies from our childhood mm-hmm.